labels. Hello and welcome to our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church. We are some assembly required and you have found the youth version of our podcast and we're glad you're here whether you are a student yourself or a parent of a student in our um in our ministry, we're glad to have you here for the day. My name is Julie Adams. I'm your host, and I'm joined by Pastor Wes. Welcome, Pastor Wes. Hello again. Glad to have you back. We are walking through a series together that um, you're doing with the youth about the masks we wear, which uh, the first two have been great. You can go back and listen to them if you haven't caught them yet. Um, the first week, we talked about... The I'm Fine mask, I'm which kind of that sense of... All through our days and our lives, you know, having the mask on says when someone asks you how you're doing or anything, just kind of saying, you know, I'm fine, things are fine, things are, nothing's wrong. But actually, how do we take those masks off and actually show our vulnerability and be our true selves and to not let that mask control our lives? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and then last week, um, we talked about the chameleon mask, which I liked that one. I thought that was really good, um, where we talked about Um, You know, when you're one person with one friend group and then another person at church and then someone else at home and just about, um, yeah, how to be authentic all the time. Yeah, and it was a great sense to kind of lead off into our next part, which Mm -hmm. kind of, which is labels and going into that and how that's going to kind of work and what does labels actually mean? Like, how do we get it labeled? How do we do this? So it's it's a it's been a great series. This I'm sad it's kind of the final part, but I'm yeah. I'm actually I'm really glad that we've been able to travel through this with our youth and mm-hmm. really excited to see kind of well I know what's coming next, but I'm excited to walk <laughs> through what's going next with the youth. Awesome. Yeah. So labels, tell us about labels. What are they? And um, give us a little definition here. Yeah. So labels are what we get stuck with in our life. They're things yeah. that people tend to put on us. They're we label ourselves as well, though yeah. we you know the sense of oh I'm not good enough or I'm say the short kid in school so I got to be the annoying one or I'm this one or I'm it's all those labels we give ourselves but also the ones we give people give us like you you won't be successful or Mm. it's something that's stung something that's hurt something that's stayed with you that you just can't seem to shake that's always in the back of your head and it's kind of the sense that it always creeps up on you yeah and it's always at those low times it's never at those times where you're flying you're doing great yeah. I think it comes at those low times where you're like, why are things not working? And you, this label pops in your head again. You're like, oh, right. It's because so I'm this. You're meaning like a negative label, not maybe like a good label? Yeah. We're kind of looking at the negative label. Like, we, I think there are good labels. Yeah. I think there definitely are, like being the smart kid or being yeah. certain things like that. But those at the same time have their own negative connotation. Yep. I think every label kind of does. Yeah. So, so for example, I, I'm blonde. I have blonde hair. And I for sure heard a lot of dumb blonde jokes in, you know, high school and even later elementary school. So, yeah, I get what you're saying. These labels, these things that we we let define us, um, they usually just come from other people or a place of insecurity or anything like that. So a label I shared with the youth that I have, like I grew up with ADHD and learning and two learning disabilities, reading and writing. So I was not a successful student in school. So a lot of the labels I got was, you know, like just like the kid that always needs a help, helping teacher, yep. the kid that I was like told you will never be successful, like different mm-hmm. things like that. Just 
things that just keep piling up and so many of our youth can compare to this being told yeah. you know you're not good enough for this or you're you're not smart enough you're not there yet you're not old enough you're not any like you're not any of these things and we get told no 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 and all these things and even the positive label getting told oh you're this market well that then adds pressure yeah you have to be this sure. market you have to get better you have to be better than everyone else and it adds pressure to the kids who are oh you're the really respectful kid yeah what happens if you're you're just having a rough time and you're yeah let something out like all these labels hold us back from being who our true selves are yeah and it's it's really interesting because it's not just like one of us goes through this like one person in society if everyone goes through yeah. this this is literally everyone yeah. everybody has a label everybody and we'll get into the major points of this later on but they're they're so a part of our lives and i don't yeah. think we really realize that first john three mm-hmm. i think this really leads us into a great time to kind of use and to go into first john three verse one says see what great love the father has lavished on us that we should be called children of god and that is what we are mm. the reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him ah. and this kind of led us into well when we were doing youth this kind of led us into that this is only really one aspect of labels the sense of being labeled by others and all these things and we had to go into how they we're trying to define us and a lot of these definitions can really steal a lot of the joy we have in life they can yep. steal hope and can cause trouble in our relationships and they can just it can make us confused about what we are living for so the three labels that we kind of want to go over with the youth and the one we touched on we've touched on every single one but how we let others label us is the first one yep second one is how we label we label ourselves sorry and the third one is how we label others. Mm-hmm. That's not one we usually talk about. No. So the first one, letting others label us, is the easiest one for us to recognize. When I asked the youth kind of like, have you ever been labeled? Or even when we just talked about like yeah. having those labels, it didn't take long for us to be able to prop those up. Yeah, be like, oh yeah, for sure, that's happened, that's happened. I'm yeah. sure for everyone listening, whoever listens, knows like as soon as you say that, a label pops in your head. It's something yep. you're... Your mind just has to bring it back, right? You yep. just have to hear that person saying that label that hurt you, that caused trouble, that that made an impact. And here's what I think God says about it. So Galatians 1, verse 6 to 10 says, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into a confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we already said, so now I'll say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. I am now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God, or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Ah. So I think it's really important, this kind of sense that we label, with these labels, we let other people label us and we let them talk about us. Like we let them control our lives. We let them speak truth over us, like their truth. Exactly. We let them kind of say what they want and how that commands us and controls us. And I, 
I find this really goes well with this whole idea of the self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. The sense that once you are labeled something, no matter what, you will grow into that. Yes. That sense of, you know. Or when people say, oh, she's just like her mother. He's just like his father. That sort of idea that if you hear that enough, then you. And it starts it off. It starts small, but your brain slowly will make it. You you start making those decisions. Well, I'm like that. I might as well fit in to be like that. Yeah. I can't be anything else than what people are describing me. So obviously, but no, it's this different sense. And God has this different sense for us that, no, this isn't right. You mm-hmm. Follow what I am saying. Follow how I describe you. Follow how I define you. And yeah. But there's two other labels mm-hmm. in which we're, we're living behind this mask of labels. And the more difficult to pinpoint, but I think they are so equally as destructive as figuring out who we are. Um, and the first one is, the second one I mean of this, is we label ourselves. Yes. And a lot of people will think like, well, isn't this kind of a good thing to label ourselves? Yeah. Because we're told so constantly by media and celebrities and teachers, authors, musicians, everyone says, you know, you determine your own reality. Your own reality. You yeah. are the person who controls your destiny. You do all this. When I said this to you, I see some of them be like, yeah, like that makes sense. Yeah. So I brought it up one of the greatest movies ever made. <laughs> That's the Mighty Ducks. And yes. It's, um, great movie. We love that movie. People should watch it. It's great. But there's this guy in it named Gordon Bombay mm-hmm. who has a kid who's destined to be a hockey player. He was destined to be a hockey star. He, that's how he defines himself um, as a winner and as a hockey player. And the problem <clears throat> is that when we define our own identity on anything other than Jesus, we will be disappointed. Yeah, because he didn't make it as a hockey star. He didn't make it. And he went through troubles. And he he ended up becoming like an alcoholic and uh, just generally not a very nice guy. Yeah, and the problem with giving ourselves labels about our identity is that they they don't work. And maybe they do for a moment. But if we base our entire identity, our whole life, on something we feel or do or want— we will soon realize that those things can blow away easily in the wind. Mm-hmm. And Ecclesiastes 2, verse 11, I think does this really well. And it says, But as I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was all so meaningless. Like chasing the wind, there was nothing really worthwhile anywhere. Mm. I think that points exact to what we're saying. And then it's it, and we kind of pointed at this in the I'm fine mask as well. This sense of identity and being identified within God in that kind of sense. So we looked at a video, and his name was Inky Johnson. I, I remember yeah, showing you, and you were a like... That was a great video. I cried. And, and he was someone who was destined to be in the NFL, who yeah. worked his whole life to be in the NFL. Everything in his life led up to being in the NFL. Eat, sleep, breathe football. Yeah. Exactly. And he went into just a regular game and made a hit, and his life changed forever, mm-hmm. where he now was living with a paralyzed right arm and hand, where he almost died, and this sense that he, and he said this in, his, in the video, how he limited God to almost nothing. Mm-hmm. Everything was about football, but he limited God to something else, and he said, wow. And it goes through his kind of life of coming with Christ, walking alongside him, how Christ said, no, I know you wanted to go this way, but I need to go a different way. I have something yeah. greater for you planned. And that sense that once we can accept the identity that God has given us, this sense that we are to follow him, to to watch God work in our lives, 
God does those amazing and wonderful things, whether it's through relationships or other people or in your job or anything. Mm -hmm. God can do these incredible and amazing things through it. And that's all coming from having our identity centered within him and not fighting and pushing away to follow something of the world instead. Yeah. And a lot of these, I, I know this kind of happens and we kind of ask, well, why do we, why do we have to do this? Why, why? Yeah. Well, it's because we're made by God and our hearts will always be searching for our value. That's a very mm. human characteristic. We're yeah. always searching for our value, our identity, our purpose. I remember having Carrie's cousin and he was like, you know, like you could tell he was searching for his value even at yeah. a young age. And so why am I kind of, you know, what does it really matter? What does anything matter? And it's kind of like he's already searching for it. It's such a human thing. And when we put on the mask of what others label us, when we label ourselves or anything other than a child of God, mm-hmm. it just it stops us from this, having this relationship with God because we say, like, no, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not following you. I'm not doing this. I'm putting something else on. because so like limiting us. It's limiting. Yeah. We put God in a box and say, no, I use you for a different time. Yeah. And that kind of leads us into the third way of... Um, labeling others labeling others we have such a huge influence on people our words have such a huge influence there's that old sense that sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me that's so not true super not true i don't know why that's the thing that's not true at all (laughs) um all right matthew 7 verses 1 to 2 says judge not that you be not judged for with the judgment you pronounce you will be judged and with the measure you see you use it will be measured to you and we do this when we talk about people. We talk about people, everyone does it. We talk about people behind their backs yeah. and how we laugh at them or by an association, you know, laughing with people at other people. And we really talk down others. We yeah. really do the sense of, oh, did you see that person? You know, they're kind of like that. It happens in our church majorly. Oh, yeah. We, we don't like to admit it, but in our church especially, we do this to people. Yep. And it kind of brings us to what, what really is the answer to our identity this that whole idea of an identity crisis is what the mask we wear is about it's we all have an identity crisis and how can we all take these masks off how can we live without these labels and it comes down to believing that our true identity is what god has given us mm-hmm. and so we kind of went through this kind of other story which kind of happened next and is it's from narnia yes so maybe maybe you like narnia the Lion, the Witch, and the Robe Wardrobe. But there's another book in the series called A Horse and His Boy. Mm-hmm. I have not read that one, but... Well, spoiler alert. Okay. Um, I'm about to ruin, essentially, the ending of the book for you. Um, the, to- the entire book is about a servant boy named Shasta who runs away from his unloving and harsh master who is a fisherman. And together with his new friend, who happens to be a talking horse, because that's Narnia, Shasta goes off on an adventure to save the world. At the end, he arrives at the king's palace just in time to warn him about the approaching enemy that is on their way. Mm-hmm. Throughout the whole story, Sasha, Shasta sees everything about himself as just an orphaned servant boy with no home or purpose. In the end, we find that he actually is the king's son who was kidnapped as a baby. Oh. He is the prince, but for his entire life, he did not live that way. He lived with a mask. Whoa. And just like we are with God, we are these prince and princes. We're a child of the king. Yeah. And, you, and we are all God's children. And the sense that we all live with this mask on, the sense that we don't belong, we aren't there yet, we're not smart enough, we're not old enough, this, this whole sense. 
but really God's on the other side of our mask saying, no, I'm right here. Yeah, take it off. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, you. exactly. Mm -hmm. And the God who created this world knows what works best for us. We've gone over this before. Um, Both loving and just and to be his heir, his children, means you no longer need to search for your identity. The sense that you are God's, the sense that you can belong to him. And what others say about us, it doesn't need to stick anymore because no matter what culture says about you or how you should be, which now thinking about it, that sense that how we let culture define us, but really God is out there, the God of the universe is our, is our, we are his children and how he can define us seems, the sense to let culture define us seems silly. Yeah. This kind of led us into the final part of our senior high youth night and that was um the papers the youth have been writing on through mm. the week yeah yeah through the last few weeks and they wrote kind of what is your fear that's holding you back from taking off the i'm fine mask well what is your fear for the chameleon and on the youth night we said no what is what is the label that's stopping you from taking the mask off what is stopping you from being your truth the thing that has labeled you that you can't seem to shake and we said we're going to burn them and we're going to give those to god and we're not going to we're not going to let that Mm-hmm. affect us and we're not gonna let that control us anymore and we saw a great response from this and it was absolutely awesome and i'm so excited to do it with the junior high but this sense that <clears throat> what this really comes down to through this whole series is what we're going through is our identity mm-hmm. where is our identity placed and no matter what we go over in this series i know we all still wear those masks yeah we all still do and it's that sense that i hope as a godly community of youth we can come together, we can take those masks off, and we can be our true selves around each other and with God there. And that's that is something I think that's really important in that culture we make yeah. at church. So I think this is something deeper than just youth. I think this this is something to tell everyone about how we can take these masks yeah. off. And yeah, I think it's just really important. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Sounds like you guys have been um, really digging deep and... I'm sure yeah. the youth has all been really enjoying um, getting to know themselves, right? Yeah, that's I hope so. That's kind of what it's about, right? Yeah, kind of who are we really and taking that mask yeah. off and kind of figuring that out. And it's a long process. And I, we've yeah. talked through the youth how it's not just going to be like, oh, I take this mask off. I know instantly who I am. Yeah. No, this is this something that can take weeks, or months, years. or years to figure it, out kind of know. who you are. And they're at those hard teenage years where it does take time. Yeah. We want the instant things. Yes, that's but this our, is one of the things so that takes cultural, time, right? Instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Thank yeah. you. So, what's next for our youth? So next, um, especially for our senior highs and grade eights, we have our senior high retreat coming up, which Woo-hoo. we leave on Friday. Um, it's going to be such a wonderful time. We're going through a journey series. I don't know what that means yet because they're keeping it kind of secret at camp this year, so it's nice. going to be fun. Um, but no, next we're going to be going through um, a series on mental health. And what that looks like and oh, fantastic. traveling with Jesus through that. And I think that's going to be really important for youth because mental health among youth has been such on the rise. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what we kind of have coming up next. Awesome. That sounds good. We'll, uh, we'll look forward to exploring that some more, too. So we will be praying for you on the youth retreat for safety and uh, that the youth will, um, yeah, deepen their relationships with Christ and with each other while you're gone. And, yeah, and that you guys will have so much fun. Thank you guys. Yeah, and it's going to be amazing. Yes. We know that. And we're just hoping the weather can, can be good for us. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Okay, thank you for today, Pastor Wes. If you want to get in touch with Pastor Wes, if you're a parent or a youth, um, you can reach him at wes at waynefleetbic.com. Send him an email. Um, and if you'd like to get in touch with me, my email address is julie at waynefleetbic.com. So we look forward to connecting with you again next week. And thank you for tuning in. Bye. Bye.